Welcome to a solo episode of College Basketball Picture the Professor. We're here for Wednesday, November 22nd. Games due to all the Thanksgiving travel and plans and whatnot. The schedule didn't work out for me to have a coach tonight. But uh, when we would have usually done just a three-pick episode, we're going to do, I'm going to do, a six-pick episode. And because it's the holiday season, we're going to give this to everybody on YouTube. So everybody will get all six picks. So you get double your picks, whether you're with us on Dub Club or not. It would have only been three tonight. So everybody gets double the picks. So so you get a pick and you get a pick. And you know, you know my, my best over interpretation. A um, couple of reasons for that. Number one, uh, if it's just me, I'll probably talk about each game a little quicker without a co-host. So, um, otherwise, it'd be like a 12-minute show. But also, uh, totals have been doing so well. We really want to capitalize on that and get as many total picks on the books as we can while they're hot. I don't really buy in too much to hot cold. The A-grade sites haven't done well. Uh, we've talked about that. The, the show picks on the sides haven't done well. The totals have gone great. Uh, four and two on the totals have given out here. Five and two on the totals, or five and three on the totals on, on TikTok and Instagram. Those are also free as well. And, and those links are in the show description and I tweet them out as well. So you, you should be able to access those. The play of the day has gone great. Um, but we want to try to minimize the things that aren't going as well and maximize the things that are. How much of that should we react to? I, I don't honestly know the answer. It's not an exact science and in full transparency, you know, that's one of the hardest things of what I do is trying to figure out when we see something in the data, when do we react? When do we not? And th there's an old saying about knowing just enough to be dangerous. And I think that's the case for a lot of people. You may have a little bit of statistical expertise and the thing is when you know a little bit, you, you start thinking you can do more than you can, but the more you learn, the more you realize just how complex certain things are, how much noise there is um, and, and whatnot. So it's, it's just not a straightforward answer. And, and, and that's one of the things we're always trying to figure out is what do we react to? What do we overreact to? What do we not react to? Or, or you know, how, how do we try to get the most profit out there? Right. That's what we're trying to do here. So, um, you know, We'll, we'll we'll do some totals today. Got one A grade side that, that I really like, and then we'll do five totals. Um, we've got four bigger games, two weaker ones. Uh, I think I mentioned this show yesterday. Maybe I, I I neglected to, but with the tournaments, it's often hard to do the bigger games because it's TBDs closer to when we're recording. We don't have lines out or the projection hasn't, I haven't run the model again to run the new projections. And so it, it becomes sometimes difficult, but we're get, able to talk about a few of them because we're starting a new tournament and we're getting game two of a tournament that started on Monday. So we're recording this on Tuesday night. So we know who's playing um, and, and we've got lines and everything. So uh, we'll jump back and do some more big games, but we're not going to lose sight of who we are, which is always giving some love to the small schools uh, and making sure that that, that content we get some of that content out there. We obviously can't get all of it out there, but some of it out there uh, to talk about, you know, 
a, a bunch of the smaller schools and weaker games as well, because sometimes those are the more profitable ones to, to go after. Uh, so we have some great games on this slate, uh, but just a reminder uh, for people, the comment section is not a place for negativity. And, and really that should just be a full stop. Uh, but, you know, just remind here, totals in college basketball have gone well. Totals in college football that we've given out have gone well. A-grade sides in college football are profitable. Everything we touch in NFL has been wildly profitable. And if you're not with us in the NFL show, you've been missing out. And, and, and I don't see any reason why it's going to stop. And the reason I say that is after about week five or six, I kind of thought, Maybe it was just a hot streak and we're going to play 500 for the rest of the time. And then we just came off an eight in one week. So it, it, there clearly is no, it's just going to level out. It's just going to keep being good. And, and obviously it's, I'm being a little facetious with that, but, but there's still a lot of good things out there with that. Um, baseball A grades were profitable. I, I mean, it, there's been so much profit to be had here on this show. That's probably why you're here, uh, viewer. And, and so, yeah, we have one thing that's struggled so far, but it's also been two and a half weeks, not even two and a half weeks. It's been two weeks uh, on the sides and it hasn't gone like I've hoped. Absolutely. Um, but we're transparent. We know what's going on. We're not hiding from it. And we have a lot of good things, way more good things than bad things. Uh, it'll come around. Uh, I, I don't know when I'm still betting the A grades personally, just like I was the same unit size, not changing a single thing uh, from before, but I am starting to add a lot of totals in. Uh, and so remember if you want all of the totals and you're working about a bunch today, much more than usual, if you want all the totals, dub club is the place to be with that folks. I try to give people as much bang for their buck as possible because dub club helps me, helps me pay my bills so I can spend almost every waking hour of my day working on models, information, data, all these things, all this content for y'all being available in the discord to answer questions. And so I try to make sure it's worth your money. And I think it's one of the reasons why we have one of the highest retention rates on Dub Club because obviously I can't make everybody happy, but most of the people that, that, that end up there like what they're getting. Uh, and part of what you get here for, for college basketball is a sheet, a, a screenshot every night for the next day and every morning uh, as an update. And it's got color-coded totals for you to let you know which ones are the overs and unders that are the, the bigger edges. And so if you want all that information, Dub Club is the place to be. If you're with us on YouTube, there's a QR code on the screen. You can take a picture of that. If not, you can use the link in the show description, whether you're on YouTube or not, I guess it doesn't, doesn't matter. And that link will get you $5 off uh, of your first month at Dub Club. There's also a promo code as well uh, with there, depending on what, um, what platform you are on. It's it, again, hopefully try to make it worth everyone's while to be over there, give people as much information uh, to be the smartest and best betters possible. And so we're going to do a lot of totals today, but we're going to start off with an A grade side here in the five o'clock matchup between Michigan and Memphis. This is the battle for Atlantis. I thought Atlantis was a fictional place underwater, but lo and behold, it apparently is not that um, or we can play basketball there. I don't really know what it is, but uh, two, two good teams between Michigan and Memphis. I don't want to take anything away from Memphis. I don't want to act like they aren't good. They are absolutely good. Uh, I still think the market isn't respecting Michigan quite as much as they should. And, and, and it's a similar situation to last week with St. John's where the model said Michigan should be favored and they weren't, we were getting plus odds and we were all kind of like, I don't really know why we're getting plus odds as a reminder though, that we nailed that pick specifically doesn't 
mean anything. It doesn't mean anything about Michigan. It doesn't mean anything. I mean, it, we never know. Right? We, we get one game. And weird things can happen in, in one individual game. We could have outlier results. We could have results that are only 30% likely to happen, et cetera. So, so this is why we always remind you, there's no locks in gambling. You, and, and you should hesitate to overreact to one game because you, you don't, you know, if a team wins by 20, were they really 20 points better or were they really 40 and they just had a bad day or were they really even and just had a really good day or, or whatever. And so I, I'm not trying to reference back that Michigan game and say, you know, that proves that Michigan is a good team or anything because one game doesn't. What what does is the totality of data that we have that, like we said then and now, indicates that Michigan is a, a pretty strong team. The market isn't treating them that way yet. Uh, I've only got them at number 30. I'm not saying they're a top 10 team, but I think they're a, a pretty a pretty good team here. And at plus 112, this is a great value, a, a wrong team favor game, which have been so good to us across all sports that we do here, these wrong team favored games. Part of the reason why is because there's more value in every penny here on the line difference. Every cent matters more towards probability as you get closer to even money than you do further away from it. So when you have these games, uh, they've just been so good to us. And so a great value here on Michigan at plus 112 in a game that the model thinks Michigan should be favored in, that it should be maybe Michigan minus 112 or maybe even a little bit higher than that. Uh, so we've got pretty good value here. It doesn't mean Michigan wins. It just means it's a situation where we think of the slightly better team or maybe they're about even. But plus odds makes us a valuable pick. You might not have seen it exactly here work out on the show picks and the A grades have struggled, but you're seeing it with the totals. And again, the sides will come around, the A grade sides will come around. And it's the same thing that you're seeing in every other sport that we do. We're not out here getting 25% ROIs in the season. That's not feasible for anybody, full stop, that's actually betting any amount of games. It's not. And, um, you know, so <laughs> we're just slow and steady trying to increase our bankroll. And if we end up with a 5% ROI, we're going to be thrilled with that. And that's what we're talking about here is getting a smart pick that when we add them all up over the course of the season, we come out at the end of the season further ahead. And then we started, these are the types of plays uh, that do that. So Michigan plus 112, pretty good value to start us off. 6 p.m. Eastern, West Virginia and Virginia Boy, what do you what do you say about Virginia? They, you know, struggled to score against Wisconsin, to say the absolute least. Um, they gave up sixty five, and honestly, that might be an indictment of their defense because they they're playing super slow again. Is that the wisest thing in the world? I don't know. I don't know the team. I don't know what talent they've got. I think Virginia's in a spot where when they're getting better talent, playing slow sometimes hurts them because it sometimes creates games where you just really minimize the number of possessions. So when you do that, you know, if you have three balls that should go down that don't, like that's a big deal. If you have a bunch of possessions, three balls that don't go down might not be a big deal. It's kind of like the university college in the NBA, right? Part of the, you get eight extra minutes, but also you've got way more possessions. So in the NBA, it's three balls rim out. That's not going to cost you. What's going to cost you is one 15 rim out, right? And, but Wisconsin, excuse me, Virginia, the the way they're playing, you know, three balls are about like that. That really matters. I guess Wisconsin it didn't even matter. They just they struggled to score. They struggled to stop. They struggled to stop them on, on defense. I still believe in their defense. Model still believes in their defense. Thinks it's the best unit on the court. It thinks their offense is the next best unit. Obviously, that's efficiency. That's not points. You have to multiply that by the pace 
to get you the points, right? And that's the the key here is that Virginia is massively Virginia with regards to their pace. Super, super slow, breaking the model slow. 100 is average and 15 is one standard deviations or over three standard deviations below average, which if you know anything about statistics, is not an easy feat to accomplish. Uh, they're dead last in pace. They're going to slow it down. Here's the thing. Virginia is really slow as well. Number 340. And the pace of 76 is extremely slow already. So they're going to be comfortable playing in a slow game. And, and they're not going to have any problem playing in that sort of game. Um, this game honestly might struggle to get to 100. Uh, given that Virginia's strength is their defense and the pace of this game. I, I don't see West Virginia having a, a, an easy time scoring in this one. And... Virginia just feels like they str- can struggle to score against anybody. And the, again, the pace that they play at puts a cap on how many points they can score anyway, or, or every team has a cap, but it's much lower than almost every other team in, in the country. So, you know, the last game that Virginia played at 106 points, this one could have 106. This game could finish like 55, 44, and I wouldn't be shocked. We're going to go under 117 and a half. The model projects an average of 113.8. And the last thing I want to say about this game, just to reiterate, is one game, we have no idea. Virginia went insanely slow last game and it didn't work. Maybe this is a game that Virginia decides to change it up and try to play a little bit faster. Who knows? I don't think West Virginia is going to want to have that happen. And, and Virginia's defense is good enough. I'm not really sure it changes much. But it's why we don't bet two games a day or three games a day on average, where I preach betting more games that doesn't mean don't bet every game unless that's your thing but most people aren't going to have success doing that um but you know if you're comfortable betting on betting more games on average is better than than less because at the end of the season you want those weird one-offs to to not have affected you kind of like we're talking about with virginia shooting right you want a larger sample size so that your true talent level can show through and if we're really picking good picks the bigger sample size should should work for us in the long run and, and that's Kind of what we're saying here, I like this pick on average. If Virginia plays anywhere like they've been playing, the only way this game gets over is if both offenses get hot, and that doesn't seem extremely likely. But I'm thinking about the Maryland game from yesterday, and I made the comment that Maryland that Maryland game could get up to like 160, and if Maryland decided to play a little faster. Sure enough, it got to 160, and I don't think people thought it was going to get quite that high. But, you know, Maryland was playing a team with a weaker defense that wanted to play faster. And we were like, we don't quite know exactly what that'll do, what the strategy will be, if they're just going to kind of run and gun and, and play into it. And based off what had happened the previous game, could that affect, which we, we, we didn't really know. And sure enough, we, we were right on that. And, and that's why we liked that play because we said the math thinks it should be higher and there's an extra bonus cherry on top that like we might end up with a little bit of extra here because of that, you know, we don't know what's happened with Virginia. The math likes this, and that's why we like this play. On average, it's a smart play. We might get a little extra or not, because Virginia could say, hey, we went slower and it didn't work. We got to go even slower, <laughs> right? Or they may say, we don't know, right? So that's just the thing to keep in mind. That's why we say there's no locks in gambling. We don't know what will happen here, but we think on average, this total should be more like in the 110 range than up towards the 120 range, uh, because on average, if what they've been doing is any indication going forward, with Virginia's defense being slightly better in their offense and their pace being very slow in Virginia, just peak Virginia. This game seems like a first of 50 wins it. And that's going to make it very difficult to get to uh, about 120, which is what you're, you're, you're reasonably going to need to, to get over. So under 117 to pick there. And then to two games 
off the radar before we get back to two more competitive, fun games you're going to want to watch. The next two you're probably not going to want to watch as much. Maine and South Florida have less to say here because I've not seen these teams play as much. But I want to talk about why uh, I think these are really smart picks. Maine and South Florida, we're going to go under 136. The model projects 132.6. we got a little bit of a gap there. But when you look at Maine's pace, it is very slow. Their defense is better than their offense. And Maine is very comfortable and likes to play games with teams scoring in the 50s and 60s. That doesn't mean they don't play games in the 70s, uh, but, but that's not where they're wanting to play. They're wanting to play real slow. South Florida doesn't really seem to have a preference which way they go, but their defense is so much better than their offense. And that's obviously the two ways that points happen, right? Is a volume play. It's the number of shots. And then it's just how good are you at scoring versus how good are you defending the other team from scoring. And in this case, South Florida, not great at scoring, relatively speaking, but great at defending. Maine's going to have a hard time scoring and they're going to play slow. So even if they get open looks, they're not really like, keyed in on taking advantage of them and, and getting that they're not able to run quite as well if that were to happen. And when they get in the half court, South Florida's defense is going to smother them. But South Florida's offense isn't that great. Maine's defense is is okay. It's not great, but it's okay. And South Florida's be perfectly happy playing at a slower pace. So this is priced like it's going to be an average game, but I think there's a real good way that both teams can end up slowing this down. So the big under edges and the big over edges have been profitable. The big under edges have been even more profitable than the bigger over edges. So under 136, a pretty strong pick here. Honestly, I'd be surprised if this gets to 130. I think that I think that's kind of the cap on this, just because I think Maine's going to play slow, South Florida's going to play defense, and this feels like a game that you know kind of lands more in the 62 to 55 range or something like that than getting up towards 140. So under in that one, and this is where we would usually pause and. Hey, here are the three picks that we've got. We've got three more for you on Dub Club. Join us over there if you aren't already. But again, six picks in this show. So no 60-second reprieve for me. No music. We're going to keep on getting to it. But again, just as a reminder, though, if you are interested in signing up for Dub Club, that QR code is on the screen. You can click the link in the show description for $5 off your first month. But otherwise, we'll get right back to it here. Fairly Dickinson and Queens in the quote-unquote extended cut version of this show. And it's not really an extended cut. It's really just all free picks, right? But in the back half of the show, we're going to switch gears from the two unders that we gave out in the first half of the show to some over picks that we like to take us home. Fairly Dickinson and Queens. And basically just flip everything I just said about this. We've got a Queens team that's average, just like we had an average team last time, but a Fairly Dickinson team who wants to play really fast as opposed to what Maine wants to do. But the other thing I want to talk about here, these two teams aren't great. Queens, Queens is okay. Uh, Fairly Dickinson's not, not very good, you know, obviously. But when we talk about weaker teams, we've mentioned before that in general, if the teams are not very good, sometimes you can end up with a game where the teams just can't get out of their way. They just turn it over too much and take bad shots. So just not great at basketball. And if you're not good at basketball, defense is easier and, and that should make sense to you it makes sense to me because i wasn't good at basketball i could play some decent defense but i couldn't score right i I'm, i don't have that talent but i was okay i was better at defense and that's the same thing here right that, that when you're you have the lower quality defense is something you could still be a little better at that doesn't mean you're going to be like an all nba lockdown defender right but you could be better relative to your other strengths there's an exception to every rule the exception to that rule 
is when both defenses are that much worse than the offenses, then the offenses aren't really getting in their own way. It's more like the defenses can't get in the way. And that's what we have here. Two teams that are much better on offense or, or much less worse on offense than they are on defense. And if you're with us on YouTube, you can see it on the screen with the slides that I make here for every show. Remember that 100 is average. Higher means more points, lower means less points. So on offense, you want higher. And on defense, you want lower. These two teams are flipped from that because they're they're below average overall. But you can see that Fairleigh Dickinson is an 88 on offense. That's 12 units away from average, but on defense are 122. That means they're 22 away. They're almost twice as bad. And that's not really the right way to say it, but for, for lack of getting into it, we'll just say they're much worse on defense than offense. Queens the same way. They're in 93 on offense. It means they're seven away from average, but they're a 114 on defense. They're 14 away from average. And you can see it with the ranks, right? The rankings are FDU's offense 280, their defense 364, Queens offense 234, their defense 307. So both offenses are better than these defenses. And as the flip from the last game, the pace should really be there. It's easier to speed a team up than slow a team down. And that really is going to work in our favor here. And that's why with the unders, we need two slow teams to get down to the very bottom and go under those low numbers. But it kind of plays different on the top part of the distribution. Uh, At a number like 152, which is definitely higher than average, we still have some wiggle room to go over here because we really think that Fairleigh Dickinson is going to speed up Queens. Why is that? Well, number one, it, it's more fun to play faster. Uh, when, when you have a contrast of styles, a fast and a slow, it really becomes a battle of the wills for the slow team. Can they really slow down? Can they kind of pass up an open look because they need to keep the other team from getting the ball back so quickly, right? That there's one of those... It's better for me to have a 10% weaker shot because I'm going to give them a 20% weaker situation. Like there's some weird things like that that happen when you have a really fast and really slow team. It's it's weird. But when you have a team like Queens who's just kind of going to do whatever, they're going to have no qualms going faster, you would think. And on top of that, it's not just that they aren't going to be qualms. They're not going to pass up those open looks. They're not a team to do that. They're not the Virginias of North Texas or the Charlottes of the world. Fairleigh Dickinson plays fast. Their defense is terrible. When you get a good look, they're going to take it. It's going to be early in the shot clock. Queen's going to score a lot of those, give it right back to FDU, who's going to go back on the other side of the court and do something really fast. We're just going to get a lot of possessions in this game. Model projects an average of 157.3, and that makes over 152 a pretty good pick. Again, both offenses are better than both defenses. FDU, very fast, likely speed up Queens, who doesn't really play overly slow in the first place. Thinking this gets closer to 160 than 150. Back to the fun games. Arkansas at Stanford. We're back to Atlantis for this one. Two teams that if all their fans were the same color, you won't know who's rooting for who. Both these teams, very good on offense. Arkansas, very good on defense. Stanford, not so much. Not that Stanford's defense is bad. It's just not you know top 25 type caliber, top 50 type caliber, at least according to Sideline. This Arkansas team is very good. And the Stanford team improving much better than I feel like they've been in the last several many years. Uh, if my memory serves me correct, they've had some good teams in the past, but it's been a while. And this team is, I, I, you have to think the program's going in the right direction. But as you can see on screen there with the rating, Stanford's defense almost outside of the top 100, while all the other units on the court are in the top 35. What does that mean? That means Arkansas should be able to score some points. Arkansas plays fast. Stanford plays fast. Stanford should score some points because their offense is good. 
and they play fast, probably not as many because Arkansas's defense should be able to get a few more stops. But Arkansas is going to have a hard time being stopped and or they're going to get so many possessions. You have to think Arkansas is going to score a bunch of points. This is a similar situation to the last one, but kind of as we talked about with the weaker teams, sometimes when they're evenly matched, it turns into the offenses aren't good. The, the contrast of that is true. The flip of that is true. The better team, sometimes the offense gets good because the people defending it just aren't used to defending those that good of offense. And it's just constantly are getting great looks because you've got all the skill in the world on the offense. And these two offenses are pretty good. So it kind of is one of those offense gets you more offense speed, gets you more speed, quick buckets, gets you more quick buckets that should build on itself. There's a reason this total is high. Don't think it's high enough. We're going to go over 157. As a model thinks 162 and a half should be the correct number. So we're willing to go over high numbers. We're willing to go under low numbers. We're willing to go over and under the other ones as well, as we had a middle of the road pick as well, where we went under 136. And we're going to return to more of an average total to wrap us up in SMU, Wisconsin. Virginia, West Virginia was the two losers in the Fort Myers tip off. SMU, Wisconsin is the two winners. Uh, of that first game. And so each having a day off and now coming back to play. This one's more of a moderate total. We're not only going over large totals, right? This one's at 144. Don't want to bury the lead again. I already mentioned we're going over it. The model says 146.6, though we are right kind of at the cusp of where the value is. So by the time you watch this, I don't know where the numbers are going to go in the morning. We've seen totals move a lot. The total, what are the two totals of the day we gave out yesterday? We gave it at 133, and I think it dropped 10 points in the next like 12 hours. Crazy, that, that sort of movement, right? And of course, the game went over, even the first number, which again reiterates my 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 constant point that closing line value is for the most part something that's touted if you can't tout wins. Uh, it, you know, it used to mean something; it doesn't anymore. Um, but anyway, I digress. We are still always looking. This is where I think people get confused with closing line, what closing value means. We're still always looking for the best number. Getting a good number relative to what the market does doesn't really mean anything because the market just isn't efficient, unfortunately. Um, it's just the facts. But we still want the best number. So those are not really like, those aren't two different things. Those can both be true. And so if you happen to know where the numbers are going to go, obviously, you want to get it at the at the peak or the or the valley, right? But it, with that being said, since you don't know where the numbers are going to do, you just always want to make sure you're getting a good number. Always shop around. Period. Always shop around. That's one of the biggest ways you could save yourself some money, make yourself some money. That's the way you could change it from a losing better to a winning better, from break even better to a profitable better. Shopping around. Make sure you have two or three books. If you need an offshore, again, there's some sign up links in the show description uh, as well for some reputable offshore books, uh, both of them that that I've used, and. So we want to get a good number here. This is as high as we really want to go is 144. Maybe 145. By the time you get to 146, it's really lost all its value. And we sure don't want to play over 147. Now, does that mean it's not going to go over 147? No, it doesn't mean that. A result will happen. And hypothetically, let's say this game gets to 170. Well, that means you could have bet over 169. And it would have won. But that wouldn't have made it a smart pick because now you're using hindsight as information you didn't have ahead of time. So you can't say oh, betting over 169 is good just because it would have won because just because you had an outlier game and it, and it cashed, right? We don't know. We don't have that going forward. That doesn't help our process, right? So we want to make sure we're getting good value here. If this number goes down, great. 
if it goes up, just be cautious to how high we're playing this. This game shouldn't explode in points. Obviously, overtime can happen. Teams can get hot, right? SMU's defense is better than their offense. So this game is going to have a harder time than the aforementioned games getting up to a number like 160 or up into the 150s. We think we can get closer to 150, though. And the reason why is Wisconsin's pace isn't that slow. SMU's pace is pretty fast. There should be enough possessions that on average we get closer to 150. So there's a little bit of value here. I also think there's a little bit of value here because of what happened with Wisconsin that last game. There's 106 points in it. As we talked about earlier, though, I think that's actually a good thing for Wisconsin's offense. I think there's a chance Wisconsin's offense is better than their defense, but we're still kind of stuck in some priors trying to understand each team and trying to make the best predictions we can. If we throw out previous year's data, our predictions are going to get pretty terrible pretty quickly. And so we've just got historically though, speaking of Wisconsin team, that's been obviously slower pace and better defense. I think this Wisconsin offense is pretty good. I think it might be better than their defense. I think there's a chance we look back in a month and we and we're talking about how, 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 why couldn't we see this coming that Wisconsin's offense was going to be better. Look at their results. The first game of the year, we faded them playing Tennessee. Tennessee's got a great defense. That game got to 150. Next game, we faded them against Providence. That game got to 131, which is a little bit lower, but then they played Robert Morrison again and almost got to 150. I think scoring 65 against Virginia at a decent Virginia defense and their pace, like I think that's pretty good. And I think giving up 41 says more about Virginia than it does Wisconsin. Because Virginia just, again, they're playing slow. They're not giving themselves many possessions. And if they just have a bad variance day, they aren't going to score. And, and I think that's what happened. So I think we're getting a little value here because that last game had so few points. But I think that was about Virginia and not Wisconsin. The other thing is Wisconsin's just perfectly happy playing whatever pace you want to play. They're pretty run-of-the-mill. Virginia wanted to slow them down. They said, we will beat you at this game. And they sure did. SMU's going to want to speed it up. Is Wisconsin going to really want to slow it down? Given the fact they've already played a couple of games right around two, two of their four previous games right around 150, I don't think they're going to die to slow it down. I think they're going to, that's not a hill they're going to die. I think they're going to take good shots and good looks when they get them. And if that's at the beginning of the shot clock, middle, and it doesn't matter. They're going to take their good looks. We've seen them do that. And SMU's pace is going to give them the opportunity to get some, some, some more chances to take quick shots doesn't mean every quick shot will be quick. It's just it's going to give them more chances for that. And so I think all of that gives us just a little bit of an expected value of higher points than the market's seeing. So we're going to go over 144, close to where the model's predicting it, though. So we just don't want to get too carried away here. Don't chase too much steam, not because that's good or bad, just because we want to make sure we're getting good numbers. We want to still like the number at where it is. Some of the previous games have got a big enough edge. If it moves two or three points, we can say, I still like it. That's the things we want to still like it. And it's hard to like this over if it gets to 147. So just things to think about as you're making your selections uh, based off when you're making your bets, when you're watching the shows, when you're taking in your information, et cetera. Over 144, the pick there. So this gets closer to 150. And that's all we've got for you here today. About a half an hour, about like our normal show time, but with... One person, one person covering six games or two covering three works out to be about the same, right? So there are your six picks on screen if you're with us on YouTube. Again, remember, if you want to get more picks, more totals, again, color-coded so you can easily see what the model thinks you should be playing. Uh, Discord access, which is a great community over there. 
and more college football, NFL picks, all sorts of goodies. Dub Club is the place to be. And again, that sign up link is in the show description. Otherwise, now is when we will let the music take us out. We will see y'all. Mm-hmm.